I'm hoping to prove that within every normal system, there exists an aberration. Something different. This weird aberration society. This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence. Welcome back to Mutual Aberration Society Season 2, um, a podcast where two people, or sometimes more than two, share their love or hate for a film or other works of art. Um, I'm Ryan Jackson, um, as usual, and I have on return guest, uh, Mr. Grant Walmack. A man who needs no introductions because he's been on this podcast probably yeah. now more more than anybody. <laughs> uh, what's, what's good, Grant? Been doing well, living life. Um, now I got Grant back. on to kick off this new season uh, to talk about a movie called Mika Droid. So Mika Droid is an interesting movie. I think it was put out by Toho. And um, from what I can what I can know of it, uh, it's directed by, let me go ahead and pull this up here. Let me share my screen real quick. You need like a, a personal Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, pull that up. Pull that up for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see here. That's the synopsis. So here's this guy. It's his name is Tomo Haraguchi. Now just looking at his work right just seeing the sort of things it's it's clear and this is i don't know if you got the sense of when you watch this movie um but like this is a guy who has a background in being in a you know special effects building models um because there is a let's let's just say like this is a movie that that you can tell like one of the things i appreciated about this movie you know what i'm saying this movie's from 1991 um is the the lack of cg Right. Like all of the effects in this in this film, the minimal effects that they are, are done practically like and it's sets, it's models, it's shit like that. Right. I always I always kind of like that. Uh, but essentially. Um, this is a this is like a slasher movie, um, kind of, but it's interesting. So uh, I'll go ahead and read the letterbox synopsis like I always do for Mika droid uh, and also. For those looking for this movie, it is available on YouTube. And the full title is Mika Droid, Robo Kill Beneath Disco Club Lay- Layla, <laughs> uh, which is, again, um, I don't know. I-, I just like Mika Droid. I don't, I don't think uh, you think that that extra addendum is kind of extra, but, but it, it, <laughs> it lets you know what you're in for. Okay, so during World War II, the Japanese military established a secret underground laboratory in Tokyo. Three Olympic-level athletes were selected to undergo a process that would turn in, turn into Jenga Go. 
superhuman armored soldiers. By March 1945, one of the soldiers had been completely transformed into the half-human, half-machine ultimate soldier called Mika Droid. But American B-29s firebombed the city, and while the two super soldiers managed to escape, Mika Droid and the lab are apparently destroyed. 45 years pass, Tokyo is rebuilt, and old secrets are forgotten. The site is now home to a complex that includes the disco club Layla. The disco's patrons dance late into the night, unaware that a faulty basement generator has reactivated Mika Droid, and the cyborg now prowls the basement levels, killing anyone in its path. Damn, that's thorough. That is thorough. <laughs> I was like, th- wow, they're really covered. That's a thorough ass. That's probably the, the most <laughs> thorough ass letterbox synopsis I've ever read um, on this podcast in probably general. Um, yeah, that 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 fills you in on a lot of the backstory. What, but um, one thing I will say about this movie it is about a cyborg from the from the created during like world war ii uh basically a man in a giant robotic suit uh who who looks like uh he looks like a, a mega man villain um and it does do a good job of like setting it up like there's an initial sort of like uh moment that's like in black and white with the soldiers and the scientists right and yeah. like uh, you see, you see, they have two two of the young men hooked up. Like they're obviously being experimented on, and then like you hear you hear like the bombing going on uh, from from outside, and the, and one of the, the soldier comes in and basically tells the scientist like, "Yo, we got You got to shut this shit down." And you know he's not really trying to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? So he like <laughs> gets, he he refuses to stop whatever he's doing. I believe he's shot. Right? Doesn't he get like shot? He um, does, but it's weird because he just kind of like laughs and runs and lets all the genre go escape, you know. Yeah, and then he's shot. Like, you know? <laughs> right, right, or I, and he's like, I believe, like, like they're trapped, right? Like because the bombing's going on, and yeah. like the two of the guys get out. And that's when the soldiers, the soldiers, the sword, because he's like, he, he runs back to his lab, lab area. Uh, and then that's when the soldiers come in there. The two guys have already escaped, but he's like, he, he laughs and he's like, it's too late. And that's when he like flips this little like switch on the wall, which is supposed to free Mika droid. Right. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. sort of, that's sort of like the very, the intro that the sort of like opening scene. And then it, and it immediately cuts to modern day Tokyo, which is 1990s. Um, and then it starts to set up this sort of uh, the characters that we're going to get. Now, one of these things about this movie and tell me um, how you feel about how you felt about this grant. But one of the things about this movie is that this movie wastes no time and it's, it's not long at all. The movie is only like 113 minutes. Right. So, you know, so it's like an wow. hour and 13 minutes. Not even that. Right. Am I tripping? Like, no, that's that's 113 minutes is wrong. It's only. It's 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 an hour and thirteen minutes, so that means it's seventy three minutes because my math is stupid. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but so, so it's only an hour and thirteen minutes, which is seventy three minutes. Now I'm of the thinking that more more genre movies like this, specifically that are kind of really like concept driven and kind of about sort of like the thrills, and you know, like I feel like we should have a return to movies being around around 70 minutes 
you know, give or take maybe 80 ish, like a little, just, just a little over an hour. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the movie like this doesn't, it understands what it is and it doesn't really waste any fucking time. Like you immediately hit the ground running. Like all the characters are kind of immediately established. Right. Like uh, you meet initially, you meet this, this guy, right. Uh, He's like, he's like, what does he do? He like works for the like a utility company of some kind right yeah yeah you know and he's it's almost like an electrician kind yeah, of like an electrician and and uh and basically he's driving around tokyo he's the end of his night um and, and he gets a call about uh there's like a, a problem with uh a generator um at this complex where this club is right um which we like as as the long very very detailed synopsis already explains um, a club is located, but beneath that club is is where uh, the scientist lab was, where we we were introduced to uh, Mika Droid in the beginning, and where he's been sort of uh, at rest this whole time. Um, yeah. But that's that changes when the generator sort of triggers uh, and awakens Mika Droid um, from his from his sleep, um, and then he just starts to fucking go ham. But we don't know that yet. Um, so, so, but we are introduced immediately to the two Jinra uh, Go superhuman armor soldiers, right? Like, we see a guy wakes up in this, and, and again, it, the, he's like staying in this weird sort of house, right? Like the house is like kind of like it's, it's presented as like almost like a flop house or some shit. I mean, um, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Isn't there like multiple people? Yeah, living yeah, in there and shit. Just a little slummy. Mm. Oh. And he's like, he he wakes up and then like we see him sort of walk. He's like, first first thing he does is he opens up a fucking is it like a suitcase or some shit? And it's like a whole bunch of yeah, guns. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like he's got all the Right. He's got he's, he's got a little armory. Now that's crazy because yeah. it's Japan and we know Japan you can't have you cannot have the straps in Japan, but he's strapped yeah. up. He's got all sorts of guns. He's got the guns that they found T.I. with, you know, uh, <laughs> he's got all of them guns, you know, that when they busted T.I., like, that's what it was. He ha- So he he gets all his weapons ready um, and, and he, he puts them in his a little fucking, I don't know if you want to call it a some sort of a shoulder backpack style <laughs> carrying bag, throws it over yeah. his shoulder. Yeah. And then he finds uh, a guy on the street uh, smoking a cigarette, which we discover is the, the other uh, superhuman soldier. Um, and he looks up at him and he basically says, you know, he's awake. And he's like, I know you felt you felt what I felt because there's some sort of connection that they have with, yeah. with Detroit. Right. And so at that point we understand, all right, well, they're going to get him. They're going to, they're going to kill Mika droid. This is what they've been waiting for for 45 years. And uh, we also notice that they're kind of young, right? We're, we're, we're considering like they were young when we first saw them, but to flash forward 45 years later, they're, they're a lot younger than they should be, right? Yeah, like, they it looks really, like they've barely aged. Right, they haven't really aged because, you know, they're superhuman, super soldiers. So they're off to this club. And then we sort of cut into the club and then we cut, we get introduced to sort of some uh, some a woman who's like a businesswoman. I don't know. Do you think she's a businesswoman? I can, I couldn't she quite tell. Like business vibes, but it's hard to tell what exactly. Cause right. she's got very like a uh, business casual. Right. Look to her, you know, 
and she's in there like smoking a cigarette with her with her friend and then like we see like a couple of other characters you know like just dancing in the clubs two chicks and like some goofy business dudes hitting on them and shit <laughs> and like uh yeah it's it's a whole like goofy sort of uh Japanese people dancing is always hit and miss in movies, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, they definitely were getting their their kind of very Japanese dancing on. Um, and sort of that kind of sets the stage though, because uh at that point, I think we've pretty much been introduced to everybody that's important, right? Like, am I missing anybody? Not really, because you got you got the yeah. two soldiers that are you've got we haven't really seen Mika Droid that much yet. Um, he's kind of relegated to the shadows. You only kind of catch him in glimpses and whatnot, right? Um, now, what what did you think? Um, did this give one of the, this is this movie came out in ninety one, right? So, this movie to me feels a lot like it was inspired by a lot of different movies, but one specifically was like Terminator. Like, I don't know, like the first Terminator movie. This movie kind of has. For me, at least, did you get and get that vibe? Like, I caught that vibe that, like, yo, this is kind of like a Terminator movie. Like, yeah, um, definitely, definitely for sure. Terminator feels like a little bit of some sort of cyberpunk vibe in there. Maybe yeah. Friday the Thirteenth, you know, with the slasher, yeah, with vibe. the slasher. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's definitely got that kind of vibe. It's definitely that era. Like I said, it's ninety-one. Like, um kind of weird that it's like 91 like i remember 91 yeah, um, same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah 90 that's like a year before illmatic came out like <laughs> that feels like like it feels like H because i use illmatic i always think of illmatic as like an old as fuck album like you know what i mean yeah. like a classic but still like old because when you listen to it you're like yo this shit is like this is like the thing that made everybody pro like progress was that album yeah. So it's kind of weird that like this movie predates that, like, you know, but it's still the nineties and I don't really think of the nineties as, as like that far away. Um, but it is, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's just a sign of getting old, but, but, um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm aging like the super soldiers, uh, the Jinga, <laughs> the Jing, the Jinra go like, cause these dudes, uh, you know, they still, no, they like, say, they say Capricorns age well. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, straight on. So, hopefully that bodes well for us both, uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the world is kind of set up at that point, and what we discover actually is uh, that the two super soldiers, like first, first we get uh, the 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 electrician or the utility worker guy. He gets a phone call to go to that building. As I already said, he shows up, um, and he goes to the office to talk to like a one of the security the main security guy there to get a key because he needs to get access to the to the basement level in order to check what's wrong so he gives him the key and there's like real nice and shit and as soon as he leaves that's when like he gets jumped by the two super soldiers like they knock him out like and basically tie him up because they're like you know we gotta you know we gotta go down we gotta go get the mika droid right now at the same time the club is closing down right and as as people as, as the club is shutting down, um, our the girl that we uh that we uh we we mentioned our, our I guess what well, she's a she's a uh I guess she she's kind of our main character. I I would I would I would call her in yeah, in yeah you would say she's I mean she's a main female character for sure. Right. 
Um, I have no idea what any of these characters' names are. I mean, I, I should I should probably look them up, but uh, let's see here. What is what is her name? Um, is it okay? Let's see. I love how they I'm not show her face. They're not going to show her face. <laughs> R S A R. Okay. Face. Is that her? Oh, it's love. Nah, it's nah, either nah. her or one of the skateboarders, you know. Yeah, but she's our main character, and I I feel like there she kind of represents the audience's perspective. Her and and the uh, utility dude, um, because they're like the outsiders, right? So, yeah. What happens is she goes down, and before she's as she's going down, we're already we we get introduced to these these young people. As you already mentioned, the dude skateboarding. There's a lower level basement garage where people have parked their cars in this complex. And we see this dude skating around. And then we see like inside of a truck, there's a, a girl making out with a dude right in the backseat. And then another girl who we can assume is the girl that's with the skateboarder in the passenger yeah. seat in the front. Right. Um, and they're the first victims, more or less, of, of Mika Droid. So these kids... Well, I think the first one is the skateboarder, right? The skateboarder is like skating through through the garage, and then immediately he gets shot, right? <laughs> right? Like, doesn't he yeah. get shot off? He gets shot, and like, uh, you hear the gun. There is his friends are still inside the truck when they hear the gunshots because it's like you hear sort of like the suppressive gunfire of of a machine, basically a machine gun, right? And and it, we see we actually see the skateboarder get hit, but then when we see it, when the friends get out to see him, he rolls up. Still standing on a skateboard, but he rolls up. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, like, yeah. wow, he's still, his body weight, he got <laughs> shot to fucking death with like a machine gun. And yeah. he's still maintaining balance, mm. you know? So he rolls you know, up. It's crazy, like, no one, the acoustics of that mm. parking garage have to be fucking crazy because no one heard it. The machine gun, him getting shot. You know, they don't well, know I will say this. Dead. I will say this. It is a concrete garage underground. So that kind of gives them a little plus. You're figuring it's a club upstairs, right? I guess, yeah, yeah. And not only that, yeah. not only that, but also um, because you remember when you see it, it's like when they're on the they when the characters are coming down from uh Layla, right? You see like there's basement level one, there's basement level two. So it's like it's it's definitely sub it's a subterraneous garage. It's not like above ground, and it's like I said, it's a concrete structure. So I kind of could give it a pass with that. So no one's actually understanding like or hearing anything that's going on, and they're like the only ones in there right now. So yeah. like literally, yeah. the hero, the skate, the dude on the skateboard rolls up. They look at him and he see, oh shit, he's got like blood on him and bullet holes in him, and he eventually falls dead off of his skateboard. Uh, and that's when they look and. Uh, that's just when Mika Droid sort of we start to see him a little bit more, because he shoots the other two. You see, I think he shoots, he shoots the uh the couple right, um, and then the girlfriend of this that I'm assuming the girlfriend of the skateboarder, uh, he ends up, she's we we catch glimpses of him like taking out, putting the gun down, and then we see like a sword, we see a katana, and he's pulling. Oh out. yeah, 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 and you're like, oh shit, like because Mika Droid has. He's got all kinds of weapons. He's got sticks. He's got swords. Uh, he's got all kinds of shit. Uh, 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 and by sticks, I mean guns for those who don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, he pulls out a fucking katana 
And then like we see sort of this funny moment of like in shadow, it's played out in shadow kind of where you see the sword slicing down, you see his like big fucking round robotic body slicing the girl and then like it cuts to the girl and like we watch as like each slice happens and she's sort of like pirouetting and like it's like slashing her and then to the point where it's like she's her clothes completely fall off and she's like covered in blood right right and it's very like played out for 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 like the effect of making this like you know kind of almost a jokey murder set piece because there are images of people on the wall right with their hands outstretched different colors like green yellow whatever and she's bloody and cut and she's like we see we watch her like press herself against the wall with her arms out right and then as she slides down she leaves a red blood like version like this like looks like it's holding hands with the other painted figures on the wall which i thought was kind of it made me laugh it was kind of funny yeah, it made me laugh too. i was yeah, yeah. i wanted to high five the director i was like okay yeah. you you thought this out and it's pretty funny pretty yeah cool. so it was a nice little memorable kill so at this point um we see uh i think the girls the our main character she's coming down with a guy who's like you know basically she's going home with right like he's like and I don't know. I don't know. I, I still don't know if she's like legitimately a woman who's like a businesswoman or if she's like a escort. I can't really tell. Like, um, cause I got, I kind of got the vibe that like she was legit, but like also I kind of got the vibe of like something being lost in translation. Is she like just a woman yeah, at a club hard. being picked uh, up? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. So he's walking with her back to the car. She gets in his whip and then like he's, He's about he I forget what he's something he has does something and I can't remember what it is. He he does something where he's like, Oh, I'm too drunk. I have to go get some water real quick. Yeah, and yeah. It was some weird fountain. I was <laughs> like, where are you going? <laughs> I was a little I was like, yo, what? Like, so yeah, he walks away, but then when he walks away, obviously he gets killed by Mika Droid and he comes back and falls on the car. And then that's when <laughs> that's when she freaks out, you know, for, for obvious reasons. Um, and then she gets out the car and she sees Mika droid. Right now at the same time, the electrician, he's down trying to find out, okay, what's going on with the generator. Um, and he sees, he, he has, he's come down and he sees like uh, the double doors where Mika droid has burst out. Like you can see, it's like, he's like literally burst through it and got, got into the garage area and he's like, Oh shit. And when he sees that, that's when he first hears the shots. So he comes to investigate, right? Now, simultaneously, the club upstairs is shutting down completely, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and what happens is when the club shuts down, they get locked in the garage. There's literally like a, a, a metal like door that comes down, right? Like a sliding door comes down. And remember on the basement level and to actually, so it's, so anybody that's leaving the club who's not parked in the basement level, they could just literally go out and leave, right? They can get out. They don't have to go down but they're kind of stuck. They're trapped. So them being trapped sort of sets the stage of like, oh shit, like it's it's them two versus Mika droid. Now they're like, we got to get the fuck away. Who is this guy? Um, and then it kind of unfolds like a slasher movie, but with the wrinkle of, of it, uh, the two super soldiers that we discover are there because I believe it, if it, what happens is the, our two main characters are running 
in the garage to get away from Mika Droid. And they're actually saved when our two super soldiers come out and start shooting him. Like, right. Literally like, like yeah. they think they're going to die. And then they come out with the guns and they're shooting at him. They're like, Oh shit. So the utility guy leads, leads, leads our, 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 our final girl, if you want to call it that. It, it, they yeah. run, they run out to the, and basically go where Mika Droid came from. Right. Like they go through the busted doors and then they see the hole in the wall and they're like, they don't have anywhere to go. They're freaking the fuck out. They can, they can hear the gunshots firing between the, t- the soldiers and, and Mika droid. So they run through and that's when they go all the way back into where we see the lab. We saw the lab in the beginning, like where we get to see the fucking now it's now it's covered in cobwebs and it's, it's, it's yeah. ancient because it's been buried for years. And, um, they do a certain thing with the backstory too, where they're like, kind of like, uh, how is, I, I'm trying to remember how they do it. Uh, how they review, because we've already, we already got a glimpse of the, uh, the sort of in the beginning of what happened. Right. But I think yeah. it's like, I think one of them, it's one of the soldiers comes back, right. They both come back there to join them. Right. Because they're, they're like basically falling back because this Mika droid robot is like, has been killing them like are not yeah. killing them, but they wanted the the ones wounded and like oh so yeah he, he wounded, yeah. right he's he so he lays him down right and then yeah that's what happened so so he lays him down and he's like saying his goodbyes to his friend like you know we've lasted this long and uh and yeah. then immediately once he dies like it's it's, it's this like interesting like practical effect of like the dude's face like sinks in uh you know what i'm saying like like uh I don't know how to describe it. it. It looks like almost like the face mill, like in Indiana Jones and Raider, like in a race. It kind of looks like that a little bit, but like, you know, like his face becomes like a shrunken. It just immediately shrunk. It's pretty, it's a pretty cool looking effect, but like basically once his life leaves his body, then he automatically ages like 45 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and yeah. he becomes like a fucking, looks like a, a skeleton with fucking leather, leather skin. Like it's, and then, uh, we're like oh shit so that's so he so he's like tells them to basically uh i think at that point he gives he there's a picture right there's a picture of the three of them and like it blows over towards the utility guy and he picks the picture up and that's how they sort of explain a little bit more about like who they are he's yeah. you know he, he explains what what i what what it says in the synopsis about the three them being super soldiers and Mika Droid was their friend at one point, but you know what I mean? And like, he became, uh, basically like a mega man, a villain, uh, <laughs> uh, heat man or whatever the fuck you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, now I will say this. What did you think about the, uh, the, uh, suit, the suit design, um, for the Mika Droid? Uh, cause I kind of, I kind of love it. I kind of think it's fucking. Uh, I fuck with it. I think it's pretty cool. And, different like it definitely has cyberpunk vibes i couldn't help i know you and david simmons did this but mad god that was the first thing i thought about the diver mm-hmm. with the goggles and the head i was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. get it out of my head i was like this is that guy you know it back in 91 you know you're, you know what you're right it does have that kind of mad god kind of uh, aesthetic to it you're right it looks like or you remember have you ever seen uh what's the what's the return to oz right isn't that the one oh yeah yeah remember yeah, that yeah. dude tiktok yeah. he was supposed to be like oh, the the yeah. new version of tin man like tiktok yeah Kinda, yeah, yeah or, or almost like a or, or like a jules verne 
like style diving suit like you know what i'm saying like yeah, you know what i mean like yeah. uh 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 it's a really kind of and it's like heavy like and like when he moves they they got like the kind of like sound effects fully of like the squeaking like every yeah, time he's moving he like weight yeah uh-huh. yeah which i, yeah, I, I squeaking like a motherfucker right he needed, he needed he some like old like he some wd-40 in his WD-40, joints or something yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, what he needed so yeah so they're like being stocked and shit and i think like it's pretty cool because there's a few things that like they throw in there that are so strange and so interesting like um and to basically because again this movie goes by really fast like i said it's only an hour and 12 minutes so basically once it once they get trapped down there and it's just them versus the mika droid it doesn't take too long for the whole thing to play itself out um and it never overstays its welcome, you know what I mean? Because I feel like a movie like this could overstay its welcome, like, um, but it just manages yeah. to like get in and get out and be done. And by the end of it, it it's kind of like leaves a good taste, you know. Um, pause gives a good taste in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking, but but like, there was this. There's a moment where like there, our two main characters are given like a bag of grenades, right? And they're like throwing these old as fuck grenades, right? <laughs> like throwing yeah. them at, and like some one of them, the first one they throw doesn't go off. They throw yeah. throw another one, they're throwing them at Mika Droid and shit, and like uh, more more or less, like they start to explode. But then there's this one that they doesn't really explode, but it looks, but the girl runs up to it and grabs it and throws it again. Like, and I'm, I'm the whole time, the whole time I'm like this. Is she about to like get blown up? Like right. that shit blew my mind because she yeah. was having panic attacks, going into hysteria, back to back, nonstop, and I'm just like, "Shut the fuck up!" But but she comes <laughs> through, you know. Yeah, the dude even tells her at one point, he's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like what is wrong with you? I think he even hits her, like, because she's like right. going crazy and shit. Like, what are you doing? He's like, "Chill, bitch, bitch, chill." Right. Yeah, I feel like that's what I would have said. I was like, not the top, like... Calm your ass the fuck down. So, so, um, what basically happens at that point is, at a certain point, the other soldier comes in, right? Because Mika Droid is affected by the... When she gets, when she goes through that whole, like, oh, shit, the old grenade, she runs up to it, is it going to explode? She throws it, it ends up, it does end up exploding, and it does end up, like, fucking up somewhat Mika Droid. It, like, because yeah. after the explosion, when the dust settles, you could see, or the smoke clears, you could see, like, now his fucking helmet is, like, helmet head mask is, like, cracked. There's, like, a crack in it, right? And 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 he's sort of, like, but he's still, like, he's a machine, dog. He, he's not even moving at one point. You're, like, oh, shit, they got him. Like, he's frozen still. It's over. But then, of course, he's not. He, like, reactivates and starts moving forward again. Like, oh, shit, because you can't stop him. He's, like, the Terminator, more or less. And so yeah. that's when the, the super soldier, the one who survived, comes back again. And then they have like a final battle. Now, what's interesting is Mika Droid has his katana, right? So he's like fighting him with the katana. But the soldier, because he you think he's about to kill the uh, the girl and the guy because he's swinging yeah. his katana. But the soldier comes and grabs it with one hand. Bear his bare Not hand. nowhere. Right, just yeah. grabs it with his bare and then breaks it. Like, and you're like, oh, shit, like yeah. he's a super soldier. So like him and Mika, and then he like looks at Mika Droid and they have like this fucking face off. And that's when he touches, he pulls the mask, right? He fucking yeah, pulls out he the helmet, rips, yeah. rips that shit off. And then you kind of see like underneath the helmet, the guy, and he kind of looks, he has like a milked over eye, 
and like his face is completely like white. He looks like fucking Darth Vader without the helmet, like kind of like yeah, like you know what I mean. It's I mean, real... it kind of reminds me like when RoboCop's face would yeah, you know, yeah. Ro- you know? RoboCop without the helmet, yeah, like yeah. so he's got his face like partially revealed, right? Um, and then like he stabs the soldier with the uh, the broken half of the sword, right? And then I think he stabs Mika Droid back. But then, like, there's this interesting ass moment where the where they're like locked into each other, where fucking sp- gigantic ass spider legs shoot out of the super soldier's back. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, spoiler alert: if anybody's ever listened to this podcast, you know I spoil shit all the time. But fucking <laughs> super soldier, like, like, I don't know why he has spider legs. I don't. Right. I was like, what is right. that? Yeah. It looks. It's a. It's a cool as fuck effect, right? And then with the spider legs. Like now he's got these six legs shooting out of his back. They like clamp him. Like they like clamp around Mika Droid and hold them together. And then Mika Droid like activates some sort of like self-destruct bomb. Um, and then he looks at them and he tells them like to get out, like because it's gonna blow up, right? Um you know, now another in- get out and the girl just runs against the wall. Yeah, just standing there. I'm like, that is not what he told you to do. Yeah, she's you really fr- she's really frustrating at moments. You're like, what are you fucking doing? She's continuously freaking the fuck out. The other dude is always like, bitch, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, we gotta go. Like, stop. You know. Um. Uh. So another thing that's that I didn't mention is uh because they t- they talk about like a. There's a moment where where I think it's talking about like it's listing Mika droids like uh, like his his equipment right and it says something about like you know his weaponry that he has on him and then like a parachute yeah. and all this other shit. So when that when the uh, which is funny is when that bomb that grenade goes off like it activates his parachute like. So like oh, a yeah. parachute shoots out of the back of him like a fucking airbag or some shit, uh, and it's set on fire and shit. Um, which I thought was a, another like interesting touch because this is a this is a a a, a guy who's designed to fight uh, in World War II. Um, so he has like this old school style parachute that shoots out the back. So I'm assuming that was for if like they threw these guys off of planes or whatever, but the the, the explosion just triggers it. Uh, and I, I thought that was kind of funny because as he's walking forward after the explosion, um, he's dragging like the, behind him like this harness. It's like yeah. fucking this burnt frayed harness from this fucking uh, parachute that shot out of his back. Uh, but yeah, so when they run out, there's a moment um, where it's clearly like a a I don't know if it's like it looks like a rear projection effect. Because it shows like the from above, it shows them on like a, a walkway, like a what do you oh, call yeah, like yeah. a fucking uh, what do you call those like a what's the name of a, a the not a gangplank, but I was like gonna say a gangway, gangway. But, but like they're they're high and it shows it's, it's over a shot and it shows below like all the like you know shit exploding and it's like clearly it's like a fucking like a, a rear projection style effect. Um, I mean, it's clearly fake, but it's still kind of like one of those effects that feels like, again, like Mad God. Like it does like, you know what I mean? Like uh, it does feel like an effect from Mad God. We're like, oh, okay. And that's sort of part of the charm of this movie is sort of that that uh, because and you can tell that like. Uh, what What's his name? Uh, uh, Tomo Haraguchi, you can it's clearly that like he's in a special effects modeler, like it's clear 
yeah this guy yeah. um like that's his background because this movie is pretty much like i think it's his his first movie because if i'm looking through his okay yeah because it's the director 1991 right yeah. but, but before that he's like a an effects designer an assistant modeler for ultraman 80 an assistant modeler for andromalus these are tv q ultra q the movie he's a special makeup artist the ninth the year prior to that he's a monster modeler in 95 for gamera the guardian of the universe a monster modeler again for gamera 2 attack of the legion in 96 and then in 99 gamera 3 Revenge of the Iris Monster Modeler. Yeah, so see, like, this guy, is, he's an effects guy. You know, he's an effects guy. He's got a few films under his belt uh, that I'm definitely going to look uh, and see, like, uh, if any of them sound interesting. Um, but, yeah, Tomo, Tomo Haraguchi, um, a name that really I don't really know much about outside of this movie. Um but again, I'm pulling up. He did that movie. Okay, I've seen I've seen, this movie, Death Kappa. He directed. Uh, see, I don't know. This is this seems familiar to me. I, this is from 2010. It's another kaiju movie. Okay, a monster rising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see, he's makes he makes these little goofy ass uh, kind of kaiju style movies. Uh, what is this? Kiba Kichi. He directed Kiba Kichi. This is from 2004. A werewolf samurai walks the countryside, finding himself in the middle of a village of monsters who feed on human flesh. You had me at werewolf samurai. I definitely. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, and he's also did uh, Kiba Kichi 2, um, which is the sequel. Yeah, of the werewolf samurai. Yeah, I got to see. I got to see these, man. This werewolf samurai. Come on. Come on, man. So, yeah. Uh, you know, what's that? Uh, that's Sakuya. I think that's like his second. Let's see here. Sakuya from 2000, the Slayer of Demons. Wow. The eruption of Mount Fuji in 1707 releases hordes of demons from deep inside the earth. Sakuya, the young daughter of a samurai killed fighting these demons, accepts a mission to travel to Mount Fuji and defeat the evil spirits. Accompanying her on her journey are two veteran warriors who served as father, served her father. And Taro, a young Kappa, our river spirit, who seem to, who she has adopted as her little brother. Along the way, the two warriors have doubts about Taro's loyalties, and the young Kappa himself must decide if he will stand with his own species or with the humans who have cared for him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. This this definitely sounds like some shit that we need to, we need yeah. to see. 2000. Yeah. Look at that, yeah. You can already see, like, the effects. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you like movies, apparently, if you like movies that have like these cool, like sort of practical monster effects, uh, Tomo Haraguchi is definitely uh, a name to remember. I'm again, like, I'm not sure. It seems like of the movies that he's listed as director, the late the latest one is what? Not even two thousand. Let me let me check his IMDb for for a better sense of that because I feel like Letterbox is kind of sus. Uh, when it comes to this type of shit, so let's go to let's go to IMDb and look a little bit more here. Okay, so his his brother's also credited. I, I'm assuming that's his brother. Maybe it's his wife, Satu 
Haraguchi. I can't tell if that's a, yeah. a feminine or masculine name because mm-hmm. I'm not from Japan. Yeah. As much as I watch a lot of Japanese cinema, I'm not quite sure if Satu is a feminine name or not. Um, let's see here. Tachu Hiraguchi. Tomo Hiraguchi. Um, director. Because Letterboxd says he's directed. How many films has he directed? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Special effect. He's directed eight, which I think is what it said on Letterboxd, if I'm not wrong. Makeup department. I don't care about the makeup department. How many, right? Yeah, 2014 is like the last movie, which is an Ultraman movie. Um, 2014 is the last credited movie that he directed. So it's been a minute. It's been a minute since since uh, Haraguchi. It's been over 11 years. Um, if my math is is my math right? 2014. No, it's been 10. What? 11 years, right? See, math is not in my strong suit. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> this is basic ass well, math. Like, it's yeah, like uh, yeah. tw- 23. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, it would be 10 years if it was 2013. So it's 2014. So it's nine years. He hasn't directed in nine years. Um, but I'm definitely interested uh, in some more of Tomo Haraguchi's uh, films. Hey. But uh, on that note, um, Overall, Grant, what did you did you like did you like uh, Mika Droid, or what are you, what are your opinions on Mika Droid? I loved it. You know, definitely feels like a '90s movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely a different take on that whole genre. I mean, I don't even know if it is a genre, but it, like you said, it's kind of like a slasher. Yeah, film. you don't even see the droid for a good portion. You see the machine gun. You see that. Um, I thought the kills were pretty funny. Cool. I kept thinking yeah. it was outrageous the entire movie, mm. but I loved it. I was kind of like, okay, all right, the skateboarder getting killed here. I know what I'm in for. I accept this reality and the logic of this universe. Yeah. And then that kill with the shadows and the sword and the girl spinning, I loved it. And then the cigarette, you know. I always forget cigarette smoking, how popular it used to be. And I was like, wow, everyone looks so cool smoking their cigarettes in this movie. You know, even though I don't want to smoke any cigarettes, but I was like, man, so cool. But yeah, I love the movie. I wish this guy got more money thrown at him through the 90s. I feel like he probably could have made some sort of like masterpiece or something. But yeah, I feel like this should have a major cult following. But obviously, it's not really widely available outside of YouTube. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, what I what I know about this is is this is a movie that like I think I've had it on my my drive for like two years, and I was like, I'm gonna watch this movie at some point. And then I think uh, someone not that long ago put it on YouTube. Um, uh, but it's a Toho movie, and from what I know about Toho, is the movies that to- Toho is a hard. They have a lot of movies that are like, um, they're a big company, right? They're a big film company in Japan, but like all of their older films and stuff, I've I've heard that like, it's very hard. They're a very hard company to work with in terms of like someone trying to license and uh, uh, re-release any any movies from Toho. Uh, So that's why a movie like this will probably live in uh, relative obscurity, are be unavailable um, is because 
anytime you try to get a movie that's sort of owned by Toho, it's a, it's an issue. It's a, it's a problem for like the people that release movies on like Blu-ray and shit like that. Like it, it yeah. so it's definitely one of those, one of those movies that like will probably exist like this for a long time. Like it, it the only, it's not about to be, I doubt it's about to be on streaming. Um, but again, I'm glad somebody uploaded it to YouTube because it looks like they uploaded a pretty good copy. Yeah, I will definitely put in the in the show notes for, for it so people can watch it. But it is a movie that definitely uh, I feel like uh, nobody knows about. I'm not sure how popular it is in Japan um, or how popular it was. Let me say, uh, because, you know, um, because I'm not from Japan, but uh, I definitely know that over here. This is well, again, this is one of those movies that's just not not known about. Like, you know what I mean? It's just not. Yeah. known. Um my a few a few takeaways for me uh as i sort of finish up my book um which i promise is coming <laughs> uh 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 it reminded me about like how again this idea of keeping uh things kind of short it like your book god's leftovers um how how it it doesn't it sets up the world and then gets out like you know what I mean? Like once everything yeah, happens, very, and every, very yeah, yeah. I I do like that. I do feel like uh, movies. This is very interesting, right? Um, and this is sort of a crossover between sort of like the literary world and the film world. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff that comes out now in in both in both sort of arenas, right, tend to be sort of like extra long just to be long extra long yeah right and it's like there used to be a time like not that long ago like um where not only books were shorter uh specifically genre shit like genre shit used to really be shorter and like it's definitely in movies and in books like you know whether you would read those old like sci-fi sort of books and shit like the philip k dick style books and yeah like that like they would be like digestible people would sit down and be able to digest them in a sitting if they if they wanted to but they were meant to be digested that way like or experienced that way in like one or two sittings same thing with genre movies like they never didn't overstay their welcome where we live in an era where like of like the a24 horror film or ari oster like where it's like okay i'm gonna make this movie it's me fucking three hours and i'm like wow i do love long long shit like i definitely like long work but i feel like not everything warrants long it like, really doesn't you know what i mean like yeah. if any if anything the way to go um is to serialize your work in a way where it's like you know let me just do a series of things that like and then you can put them all together in one big tome if you want to same yeah. thing with a film you can make you can have a box set of a bunch of like that they all sort of are all related um and you can watch them that way i feel like that's the way to go because i do feel like in the streaming era with like people binge watch Netflix shows, like they're watching these shows that are like an hour, 45 minutes. And then they're watching them all together successively. I feel like people yeah. have trained themselves now to, to, to view things that True, way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why not write towards that and create towards that, create these sort of things that are digestible because one of the things that I know you expressed this to me, I know that like when your book came out, um, you had some people complaining, like I wanted it to to go longer, and it's like, yeah, well, there's a good there's a good portion mm-hmm. where they're like, if this was only a hundred page longer, only another thirty page longer would have been perfect, you know. 
Well, so, and it's like in and of itself, that's a compliment. Where it's yeah. Like, because you still wanted it to go. You didn't yeah. Want, you know yeah. Like I would rather yeah. have. I would rather that. I would rather leave someone with that feeling. Like, damn, I wish it was more than them. Yeah. Like, Bro, like this shit went on for fucking seven. It had like seven. Yeah, this was bloated. I had to force myself, myself to get through it. it. Yeah. Right. Right. And and I feel like a big goal of mine is to like keep something is is to is to make things that are like digestible, like yeah anybody can I feel like if there's something that needs to be long I feel like okay, but don't force it I feel like a lot of people just yeah yeah don't force it yeah I've, I feel like I've read so many I've read so many things and seen so many movies that are that have came out recently that are just padded. Like they're yeah. added. It, it's just like, okay, like you just need to waste time until you get to this moment. You know what I mean? As opposed to like having digressions on purpose. You know what I mean? Like we're we're yeah. we're like, okay, we're gonna go down this, we're gonna go down this vein. Like that's another thing. Um uh, I was on Agitator, um, and we were talking about Gaunts, right? Yeah. One of the things that got brought up was like how the creator of Gaunts was going off on these little side kind of uh, like explorations of different characters. And you got the sense that like, he's doing that for a few reasons. He's doing that because he understands like one, he has a fucking deadline, right? Like these, these manga are being, you know, put out at a certain, certain rate and he knows he has to get it out. But also he's understanding that like, I need to afford to do that because like, I can't like this is an ongoing thing that people continuously consume. So I I need to give myself some time, like to not like completely. I can't just it can't just be all this like fighting nonstop and like you know what I mean. Like so I got to take these agreements, but also it's a way for him to introduce new characters. It's a way for him. It was a way for him to sort of like plant the seeds that are going to like bloom a little bit further in the story. It's giving him it's giving himself more options because he's introducing a new character with new abilities that are gonna you know that are gonna show up now in interesting ways when the story continues. Um, yeah, and I feel like that's a different way. Like I don't view that as padding. You know what I'm saying? Like that no. to me is not padding. No. That to me is like an artist in a position of like being creative, but in but trying to meet sort of the demands of not only the the audience but also you know. Um, of the story itself and making us a serialized long work. Like, I feel like those are kind of, those are the kind of things that, that I feel I don't see like yeah. I now in a lot of the shit that we, we see on, on whether you're some shit you were watching on Netflix or whether it's a book you picked up at Barnes and Nobles, a lot of the shit you read, if our, our watch, it feels like, Oh, like this writer is like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do. I need, yeah, <laughs> I got like seven more chapters to get to, so it's like I'm just gonna pad six chapters. Yeah, to, to the thing like, you know what I mean. Happen. We're gonna have this long conversation, about right? Nothing. And it's it's really bad when it comes to like horror genre shit lately. Yeah, like like um, I don't know the runtime for uh that movie uh Megan or Megan me 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 Oh, got it. I haven't watched it. I, I'm so. not gonna. I'm probably not gonna watch it. Um. <laughs> uh let's see i'm gonna look it up so it's that's 102 minutes which i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real with you like 102 minutes so 60 minutes is an hour right yeah 
yeah. So 102 minutes is uh, it's an hour and 42 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Now that's relatively that's relatively a decent runtime for people, but that says a lot though. That an hour and 42 minutes is a relatively decent runtime. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. really, like, I'm always talking about 90 minutes, where I'm like 90 minutes is like like which is an hour 30. You yeah. know what I mean? But this is 73 minutes. I'm like, there's no reason for for a movie like Megan to be approaching two hours. Well, yeah, I'm gonna give. I'm at least it's not two hours though. I'm gonna say that. Like, I'm gonna say at least they didn't. Yeah, do yeah I'm two surprised. Hours. Yeah, yeah, I'm I surprised hate, that I they watch didn't. Movies like at night, mm-hmm. a little bit before I go to bed, and sometimes I'll turn like I watched The Northman for the first time the other night. Yeah. And I was like, this shit's two hours. And, <laughs> and I was like, God damn. Like, I love it. It's an amazing yeah. movie. Yeah. But I'm like, now I got to be mentally prepared for this shit. Like, fucking, uh, what's that movie everyone loves? Skin Marink. Oh, my know? God. Oh, I fucking that. hate that. Like, I can't imagine being trapped in a movie theater <laughs> for, I don't know how long that shit is. How long is Skin Marink? Like, because I went off about Skin Marink with low res on the last episode. Subscribe to the Patreon if you guys want to hear all of that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Skin Marink is way too fucking long. Skin Marink is 100 minutes, which again is actually shorter than Megan. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, me, Thregan, Thregan, whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, but that's way too long for this movie. Like, so 100 minutes is an hour and 40 minutes. Okay, now I'm gonna be real with you. I I watched Skin and the Rink, and uh, I want to say, I want to say that the version of Skin and the Rink that I watched, which um, I allegedly may have seen, um, not in the theater or allegedly not have paid for, maybe, uh, but the version that I actually watched, I feel like is actually longer, and I'm yeah. going to pull it up on my computer just to check because I could have swore, but the movie felt like three hours regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched 20 minutes and I was falling asleep and I was like, I can't do this. You know? Like, mo- yeah. I, I, and it's, it's, it's ironic. I don't think a lot of people like, uh, I don't think a lot of people, uh, have actually finished this movie. I feel like a lot of people just say they watched it. Like, I, I feel like that too. Cause I'm like, there's, the way people are on Twitter and yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't attention really. span. I'm like, there's no way. There's no fucking yeah. way. There's no way most of these people watch this movie. I'm. There's no fucking way. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I know, like no, like, you guys don't have the attention span for the shit. There's no way. Like, it's just a, it's just become the thing that people, you know, it's popular to say, you know. Yeah, it's like a cool pop culture reference. It's a fake. It's a fake. It's got fake hype and buzz it's not real like because when i watch the movie it's like this movie's not doesn't warrant the buzz it's not it's not a movie that's uh i i saw like i think it was uh those the guys who do um you probably don't know these guys but this is this shows you how insulated or insular the sort of la horror scene is uh have you ever heard of the guys uh what the fuck is their name um why am i blanking on their names right now um have you ever seen uh what what's a movie that I know that they made that you probably would have watched? Uh, as I pull up, hold on, let me pull up Skidamarink first, so I can double check this time, and then we'll get back to to those guys. Okay, here's Skidamarink right here. 
I'm actually gonna have to load it into on the allegedly uh, <laughs> so I can actually see the runtime of the version that I watch because I swear to God, a hundred minutes seems like a lie. Yeah, <laughs> it can't be. Like, how is this a hundred minutes? Like, in what world is this a hundred minutes? Okay, let me open it up. Here's the file. Open here. There's no way this movie's a hundred. There's no way. There's, there's no way. That's that's got to be capped. Unless there's a different version that they cut down. This is maybe I seen the the festival. Maybe yeah. Maybe, maybe you I've saw seen the festival screener. Um, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. I'm definitely not gonna give this movie any money. It's not. It's not. It's it's hour and fifty two minutes. An hour and fifty two minutes. An hour. So you got a little bit. You got like a was that ten minutes longer, twelve minutes longer version. So I don't. I don't know if they cut some shit. It's saying a hundred minutes on Letterbox. I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know if that's the theatrical runtime that they say. But I watched Skinner Ring and it was an hour and 52 fucking minutes. So it was damn near two hours. There's no way. I'm staring at walls. I'm staring at walls, walls and feet and carpet walls, and shit. Feet, furniture. For almost two hours. And then I got to, <laughs> and, and then. And then I got to sit here and pretend like that, like, uh, this is good. Like, the groundbreaking <laughs> fucking. Right. They're like, oh, you just don't, you don't. I, listen, I have a lot of patience. I, I'm actually a fan of slow cinema as much as I go on, yeah. as, as much as I've been talking about, like, um, movies need to be shorter. Art needs to be shorter. Yes. But I'm talking specifically when it comes to genre shit more so. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like genres built for that genres yeah. like you can yeah you can have a meditation on something and use genre as the envelope to do that but fuck all of that like yeah. there is there are movies that are are built that are literal slow cinema which is its own subgenre which i fuck with which is they're, they're yeah. slow and they move slow and that's cool but not this this is not slow this is not some shit that i feel is built for that and it's no. not it doesn't work uh but the directors of uh what the fuck What's the movie? Why am I blinking on all their movies? Have you seen uh what's the movie with uh the guy from what's the movie with the guy from uh, uh as well pull up Google and I'm Googling it because I can yeah, why am yeah. I I can't like they I literally watched most of like I don't want to say most of their movies. I've watched a whole bunch of their movies. But uh, I'm blanking on their names. But one of the directors was 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 on Twitter, and he was like, "Skinnerink is an excellent use of liminal space." And I'm I like, "I've seen that because I saw a few, a bunch of people just sort of like jerking them off, like, yeah, guy's got so many DMs. He's like, please stop DMing me.' He was on, uh, he was on Ghoulish, which I think Grant, you were on Ghoulish recently. He yeah, was on, I was on Ghoulish. And he yeah. well, he well, I think um, he was on Ghoulish, and he was talking with Max." booth the third and he was uh he was like yeah after the movie blew up you know and he kept saying the movie blew up and i'm like this movie didn't blow up like <laughs> like, like you know what i'm saying like like this is not a this movie didn't blow up like you know what i'm saying like like okay okay the the bloody disgusting i think was part of was it bloody disgusting were they part of the 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 uh the people that helped release the movie i think ifc midnight was Maybe yeah, I think I have seen midnight. And it might have been in conjunction with some other people. Like they they did a good job at tricking people, right? Like they tricked yeah. people, 
like and got enough people because this movie again he says it's fifteen thousand dollars right and i said this to to low res where i was like show me how this movie is fifteen thousand dollars i i thought about that i was like and low res was like bro was like well if it's union shot in his fucking house with some kids right well low res said well if it's union but i'm like i'm pretty sure this wasn't a union movie like i'm positive there's no reason for this to like even hearing the director talk about it. I'm like, yeah, he just did this movie. Like, there's no way he did this union. There's no reason to have a union in this movie whatsoever because it's not really has it doesn't really have any actors. And it's shot yeah. in one location. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this idea that he made it for fifteen thousand dollars, I'm telling you, that's not true. Like, it, it's not. I don't know. Maybe he could, maybe he has to say that. Maybe he did a crowd. Yeah, unless unless he got someone threw some money at him. I must maybe he crowdfunded it. And that maybe cut, yeah. and maybe they gave him 15k and he just was like, Well, I'm about to, you know, use that on whatever the hell else I want, and I'm just gonna shoot this on. crab legs every day. Right. Know, I just bought a camera, maybe he bought the camera, and then like even though like I could have swear this movie looks like it was shot on an iPhone, like but yeah, yeah, but there's 15 15k is the alleged budget, right? Which I'm just assuming is what is what they bought it from him for, probably around that, right? Um, and the movie made like seven hundred something thousand in the short run that it did, uh, in theaters, uh, and it's got some buzz on Twitter from like certain people who are in the horror. I mean, movie. they they got me with the rollout because yeah, was, yeah, the rollout. That's what I'm I saying. Was, the rollout. I was avoiding watching it because I was like, this might be some scary shit. You know, I don't usually get scared during movies, but I was like, this might get me. Who knows? And then I sat to watch. I was like, "This is some bullshit." Like I felt like I was catfished, you know. So, so mutual aberration society. We are skinnering truthers. Like we, truthers, we on, yeah. It's it's all hype. I'm sorry if it was if it was fire. I would be the first person to be like, "Yo, this is fire!" Like this shit is yeah. good. It is not I was good. Ready to champion it. It's not good. Like it's oh it it. I'm not even gonna say it's bad, but it yeah, but it's not good. Yeah, it's not like I've seen worse. And given what little he was working with, he made the most of uh, one room or several a house. He made the most of a house. There's no exterior locations. He made the most of basically no characters because he's got four people in it that literally never have a, only see their feet or their faces in shadow briefly. And you never hear them. You hear them talk, but they're not actually performing like, you know what I'm saying? Cause all the dialogue mm-hmm. is just recorded and thrown in. It's like, they're not, when the kids are talking and they're like, they're not actually talking, like, you know what I mean? They're like, it's ADR. So there's like essentially no actors. Like it's essentially a movie. That's all like, I'm, you know, I'm, it's all it, the heavy lifting is the sound design more, more so than anything. Like that's yeah. doing a lot of the heavy lifting. It's like, okay, where it's like, it's going to be silent here. We're going to hear footsteps or we're going to hear music. We're going to hear, you know, you know, we're going to mix in the audio from the goofy cartoons, the fucking royalty free cartoons they are playing and shit. Yeah. Like all of it is all it's doing that the heavy lifting is done in post-production with, with, you know, the, the editing and the sound design and the shitty. I mean, I don't, I don't think the look of the movie is very like, it's just a filter. Like, like it's just, you just threw a filter with some, mediocre kind of color correction 
Like, yeah. it's, I, didn't, I don't even think it's mediocre. I kind of think it's sub-mediocre. I feel like anyone could have shot that's, that. I feel like if I was going to film school and they are like, you got to direct a little movie. I'd I could like, shoot that on my phone right now. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like fucking around and just trying <laughs> to check a box, you know. And, and, and people could be like, oh, well, you're just – like, no, 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 no. Like, again, he submitted this shit to Fantasia. Shout out to him. Yeah. You got you, – you, 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 you hit a lick. He like, hit the fucking jackpot. You hit a lick. He hit a lick up. with it. He hit a lick. It's not a big lick. Really he said. Dead. He said he blew. He said, according to him, he says it blow is blowing up. It's not. It didn't blow up. <laughs> but you did hit a lick. You made some money. It. I don't. You didn't make it, as much it money. Sounds as like you secured a directing role somewhere because he was like, I don't need mm-hmm. you guys or something like that. I forgot what he said on Twitter, but it sounded like he's got something that works. You know. Well, I mean, again, I look at. You got to say this, like certain uh, knowing what I know about sort of how Hollywood is and like how this shit works. It, it is really a situation where a person could have a movie kind of like his where it's, it's really like you're like, what? Like, and then they kind of like are put in a position to make something. I look at like Mike Flanagan is that guy. Mike Flanagan yeah. had that that fucking movie Absentia, right? which was cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was done sort of probably with, an, he might've actually spent 15 on that. Maybe. Probably yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe less. Like it doesn't really look good. Like it doesn't like have a good look. It looks very sort of like what his budget is in terms of like, at least cinematography wise. But then he made a big jump in budget when he did that movie. Uh, what's the movie with the, with the redhead, with the mirror. I can't remember the name of it. Where am I? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, that, uh, and he 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 made like a significant jump because Absentia made enough buzz for him that like someone else was like, all right, we'll give Mike a movie, like we'll yeah. give him a real budget, like. And then he was next thing you know, he was just off. Like he just kept. Now he's working with real budgets. Now he's doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And I feel like um, if if that's the trajectory for this director, I'm like, okay. I mean, get your money. I mean, yeah, do, do I hope your, he's got some cool sh- shit. I doubt. Top. I don't have a lot of confidence in him as an actual <laughs> direct, a director. I don't. He, you know, he could prove me wrong. I mean, he can make yeah, banging ass shit. Yeah, but I'm just like I don't really have like what I've seen of his work. It's like, okay, that's. I don't see any real skill or right. Like, it's film school shit. It's film school shit. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like it's like all right, cool, like. Yeah, that's some shit I would make in film school. The only difference is you made it to a feature and you submitted it and someone said, fuck it, let's... And you were able to, you know, and and, and the right yeah. kind of like... All it takes is like a couple of people to put you in position. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then like a lot of times that's enough for, for you to garner a little bit of uh, heat and then you can... Tra- that can translate into another thing. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I feel like... Uh, I feel like there's no reason that uh, Mika Droid is is 113 minutes and Skinnamarink is the version I watched is 152. There's no yeah, fucking, like, crazy. There's no logical reason in my brain where I'm like, why is this this <laughs> slow ass movie like? why like you know what i'm saying why well, like, how, how long would you say you feel like this because I'm, I'm saying because I, I didn't really think about this until now i'm like yeah it was too long maybe maybe a half hour but even then i feel like that's pushing it maybe 20 minutes could have 
He could have shaved. He could. He could have shaved thirty minutes. He sh- This should have been a short film. Yeah, I agree. But that yeah. being said, if he made it a short film, he's already done that because yeah. apparently he was doing a YouTube show. Yeah, I saw he had a bunch of shorts on his. Well, that it was like he turned nightmares. He made his own nightmares and people's nightmares into like shorts or whatever. Yeah. So he was like, "Fuck it!" If he's gonna do a feature, because he's been doing this enough, where he's like, "I'm just gonna do a feature," because he figured, you know, he figured out, "Oh, I can I can do this sort of nightmarish thing. I'm just gonna stretch it out feature length." So I get it. Like the goal was to make a movie a feature length. So he just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make a feature." Uh, but that being said, like this should have been the shortest feature you could have got. Like you should have been like, yeah. this should have been. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can get away with an hour thirteen necessarily. Yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, I think you can. Good. I think you yeah. can. I think you can. Like honestly, I think if you submit it to a festival, but some of them festivals they have stipulations about like it has to be a certain length. Yeah. To, qual- to even be in in the running to play in the festival, I'm not quite sure what the rules are. Fantasia has. As a festival, Fantasia will play shorts. They'll play all kind of shit, right? Yeah. And I know that, like, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe the Academy um, considers anything over 50 minutes a feature. Let me see. What is considered a feature? What is considered feature length? By the Academy. Feature length by Academy. Because if I, if you if I've, if going by that, let's see, what is considered feature link by the Academy? The Academy Motion Picture Arts and Sciences defines a feature film that runs for more than forty minutes, with short films being forty or fewer. Look, boom. Yeah, yeah. Anything over forty minutes, so. Fuck it. If you got a movie, like Skinnerink should have been 50 minutes. <laughs> Skinnerink should have been 45 minutes. Like, truthfully. Now I get it. There's no way that they're gonna have a 45 minute movie probably playing. Or somebody's gonna even want it. The the, the people that are buying oh, you broke up just a little bit. Yeah, my back. Yeah, you're back. Okay, now. cool. Yeah, uh, there's there's no way I get it. Like if you ha- if you show up with a 45 minute movie, I don't think you're gonna get a lot of people who are no, interested no. in buying it. So so what you do is you 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 go a little bit over. You go you go up. You get yeah. up to the hour mark, and you 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 get as short as possible at that hour. So I'm thinking like an hour 20 is the longest this movie should be. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm gonna say shave it. I'm gonna be like, let's get an hour 18. Let's shave that shit. Like, yeah. you know and like we can cheat because we can put the credits and make them mad long. So yeah. we can make a movie an hour and 15 and then give them five minutes of credits. Yeah. This motherfucking movie should have been like that. It should have been like an hour. 15. Yeah. You know, just above an hour and then just tack the credits on and make that shit seem longer because there's no way that this guy should be subjecting us to even even Mm -hmm. after 10 minutes of watching it and i was Mm -hmm. starting to get sleepy i was forcing myself to try to stay awake you know Mm -hmm. and i was like this is i just knew it i was like this is not gonna change like nothing crazy is gonna happen i'm done you know i'm not gonna i'm i'm not old but i'm not gonna waste my time here you know 
Like... Yes, factual. Like, and 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 I'm like, this movie's made to be watched at night too. That's the thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you got a movie that you already know is going to be like watched late at night. It's like, and yet you make it the it's it moves at a glacial pace, where and it's fucking and you're staring at the most banal images that you can think of, like you're you're literally looking at wallpaper, or you're like looking up at the fucking shadow of in the ceiling, like of a corner, like you know what I mean, like the camera's pointing up and pointing at fucking feet, and it's just like, bro. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Like, I get it. You, you, you need, you want to make a movie. You want to make a feature link movie. You got to yeah. get, you got it, but it's padded. It's padded. It's so you know padded. It's so bloated. Like the white noise everywhere. Fucking. Okay. You know, and it does, it does. Here's the thing though. People are like, well, it's a nightmarish quality, but I'm like, yeah, but how much of it is the, the fact that you feel it's a nightmare because you want it to be over and not as, yeah. not because you're scared, but because you're like, I need to go to sleep. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's that, there's that aspect of it where it's like, oh, it's too, it's too, you know, like it's too long. Like I, I, I'm, I'm bored. Nothing's happening. Like this shit. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine being mm. trapped in a movie theater because I was really debating. I was like looking at times. I'm going to go. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, I thought so about it too. I, I thought about it too because when I saw it, I was like, "Hmm." I was like, I even hit hit up my my friend Scott and was like, "Yo, Skin Rink looks like it might be interesting." I mean, based on just the trailer, and yeah. like based because they were very like. But then I realized yeah. once, I saw, once I started watching the movie, I was like, "Oh, oh, they just oh, that's why the trailer's <laughs> like this." Like, oh, okay, like it's like I was like, I, oh, I see. There's not a lot here. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Because it was, I was like, well, they're being mysterious and they're being sort of like abstract with it. And yeah, it like, that's what I thought. Yeah. Right. But it's like, oh, it's because there's nothing here. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you got to play it up. You got to play up the, yeah. the mystery. You got to play up the fucking, you know. Um, so, yeah, let's like, we need, when especially horror, like, especially horror. Like, I get it. If you're making a fucking ghost movie or a nightmarish movie, you want to be able to fucking linger and like, okay, I'm all about that. That's that's fine, but come on, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, to be honest, like I love Stephen King, mm -hmm. but his shit's so bloated to mm -hmm. me, and it's so long, and there's so much filler, and mm -hmm. his old editor, I think's like dead, mm -hmm. you know, who cut his shit down. I'm like, I. Don't know. I have to mentally prepare myself. Or I'm like, okay, I know this is gonna yeah, be. Yeah, because if, if Stephen King's editor died, right? Ima imagine the editor coming in trying to edit him as if he's gonna listen. Like, imagine yeah. that. Like, imagine you're like a young person, a youngish. I mean, in comparison to Stephen King, most people are young. Yeah. He's old. Yeah. Well, like fucking, like imagine like coming in and you think Stephen King's gonna listen to you? Like, yo, you need to chop this shit down, Steve. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about that. I thought, I thought like the opposite. I thought like there's this. I have a fear that one day, like, I might get to a top five publisher and have some buzz, and they're just like, "Oh, the book's perfect. No edits at all. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we're publishing it. You know, mm -hmm. like, who's gonna say no to Stephen King? You know." They don't. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I'm they calling. Someone needs to say no, you know, here and there. Yeah, like, I doubt he has very, you know, he's at a point where he just like, he's just going to put out whatever he's going to put out. And it's like, all right, yeah. cool, whatever. You're Stephen King. I get it. But, but at the same time, like, I'm not a big, 
Stephen King had either. Like I, I like I read Stephen King. Like everybody, everyone's yeah. read. Like you know, he's one of the most available fucking writers in the, on the planet. Period. Like everywhere you go, you can find a Stephen King book. Like and he writes nine million of them. So so like it's one of those things where it's like, yes, Stephen King. Like it's almost like I know so many people who are like my favorite writer Stephen King. I'm like, and they're writers, and I'm like, you so automatically know like you're know. A, you're like a basic bitch. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah when I hear that, yeah, because I've met some people who are like it's like it's like directors. Yeah, filmmakers. Lovecraft, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like, oh wow, Lovecraft, right, right. Our filmmakers, that'd be like my favorite director is Steven Spielberg. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's like, okay, you pick the biggest, most popular, like ubiquitous ass motherfucker, like that you could think of, and it's like, it's not even like that. Like Spielberg or King are like, I'm not saying they're bad, but it's like. Yeah, but they're like the biggest things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a thing where you would think there'd be a list where it's like, okay, here's some big ones, you know? Yeah. And then here's some more like, who is that? Or like, oh, you really, you really know your genre and you really know your shit, you know? Right. And it's like, it's not to say that like their influence is going to be there because they're so fucking big. Yeah. Right? Their huge, influence is yeah. there. But like, for people to be like, that's my favorite, I'm like, <laughs> I just already know sort of off rip that like, whatever they make is going to be some bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what like you're, you're going to get like a 500 page novel, 600 yeah. pages. And it's like, okay, you know, you're in a little town, white America, you know? Yes. yes. And I'm, I'm not really, uh, uh, I'm not really interested in, in, and motherfuckers whose favorite author is Stephen King. Like <laughs> now if they, I, said, if they were like Stephen Graham Jones, I'd be like, oh right, okay. right, you know, right. It's right. a little different. You know, I like again, I'm not saying like there's plenty of Stephen King books I fuck with. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I respect I, lot, I respect you know? it. Like I fuck with like, you know, what's the shit? Uh night shift. I like the night shift. Yeah, I, night shift I, I, I like yeah. I like the long walk or whatever the fucking. I fuck with the long walk heavy. I'm even. It, I read it, Rage back yeah. in the day. I fuck with Ra that. Right, the book that he didn't release because of school shooter shit, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Rage, fucking, uh, uh, you know the it, Salem's Lot, fucking. Yeah, he's got some hard. He's got bangers like The yeah. Stand, even though it's it's a million pages. Like, yeah. Still, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's done shit. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yes, yes. Book. Yeah. I'm no, I'm not saying. Let me be clear. I'm not saying. I'm not hating on Stephen King. Like Stephen King is is a household name. Stephen King is like. No, a, we're not a, Stephen King truthers. Right, <laughs> right. We're not Stephen King truthers. But we're, we're, what what we're trying to say is that like okay, but like he is Walmart. Like he is. Yeah. He is Target. He is the big, the biggest thing moving. Like so, it's like, and it's not anything wrong with going there or whatever. And, it is a guy, but Stephen yeah. King is a fucking, he is almost a corporation in and of himself, but he's an individual yeah. person. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, cool. We all read it. We've all read it. Like he will put, I'm sure Stephen King, will, if Stephen King puts out a book tomorrow, which he does, seems like he puts out a book every month, but if he puts out a book yeah. tomorrow and it sounds cool. I'll probably pick it up. I'm not, yeah, I would never not like say, I'm not going to read it. Even though the last few I had, I mean, more than the last few i haven't read but but yeah. that's not saying that i wouldn't I'm, it's just one of those things where it's just like okay but but you know like you should be like expanding you know what i'm saying your 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 diet you know what i yeah. mean like there's more yeah. 
there's more out there because I've like, because he's already in There's we have, how many fake Stephen Kings are there now? Like, yeah, there's too many, there's too many of them. Like there's way too many fake Stephen Kings. We, we know, a, we know a whole host of them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like where you're just like, okay. Like even his son is there. Like his son is a fucking a well-noted writer, like fucking fucking Joe Hill. Like, yeah, I low key, I low key fuck with Joe Hill stuff a little bit more and currently. I I kind of I low key kind of do too wrong. because you like know. I I mean what I've read of Joe Hill I thought was like oh yeah this is kind of like this is kind of like it, it's interesting it, it feels like Stephen King a little bit but like but, but different but yeah. different right 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 where it's like no no he kind of writes so it's like almost like one of those things where it's like all right grow like. It it is he is the son of of Stephen King, but but yeah, but he, he is bringing at least a little bit of uh, a different flavor. Yeah, there's a different you know flavor there for sure. And it's just interesting to see the landscape and uh, when it comes to like commercial like art, like um, and like all of the people who we know making shit, um. And it's just like, I get perceived by some people as, uh, I I hate shit or, um, everything is like, or, or I have some sort of personal vendetta. And honestly, I don't like, I don't really do. I don't like, I, I mean, I'm up here talking about Mika droid, you know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, think think yeah, I, don't, I don't think you're but I do feel like you call stuff on its bullshit, like right, right, yeah. because it's a game, dog. Like this is a game. Yeah. It's, it's a game, and these people are playing this game, right? All in in, in the worlds that we're in, right? And it, even if we weren't writing and making shit, right? Even if we were doing other yeah. things, this shit exists everywhere, right? It's fucking like if you're at a fucking law firm or if you're at a fucking office yeah. job or whatever, you've got to have similar dynamics of people trying to sort of like climb the corporate ladder and get themselves in positions and people doing weird shit and all that shit right so it's not like it's unique but i will say this like there's a lot of performative shit going on with a lot of these people like there's a lot of a lot of these people are like very and it's influential in terms of like and i've said this before and i'll continue to say it like we have we have people who are more in love with the idea of being perceived as being like a writer or a film yeah. or whatever and then they are actually making shit like and it's like and what happens is though is that some of those people actually get careers yeah and they yeah. do make shit and it feels that way <laughs> like you know what i'm saying where it's like yeah oh so what happens when the person who really is more invested in the idea of being a thing is making something then what you have is a like the shit that we're it's like these very like surface level the shallow works of you know where you're like okay and that's what i find myself encountering like that's what i find myself encountering like when i when i read a lot of these people or when i watch a lot of these movies and i'm just like yeah so the oscars are coming up right and um a lot of people have asked me my take uh over the past few weeks and i'm like my my mind and i'm like you guys know i don't watch these movies right <laughs> like you know, i used to care i used to have fun i used to have fun with the oscars and then like at a certain point i just kind of realized like oh yeah like these movies suck like um like yeah i think 
Well, you get older and you know the politics and right, right. And I also just know that they're like not good. Like I know that like I know it and and again, I kinda I know it's kinda like again, it's the same shit that we're did you see in like writing and literary space, right? Where it's like there are certain writers who are popping right now, quote unquote, in terms of like they have uh they're with the big four publisher or whatever with one of the big four they have their shits in you know on the new york times bestseller list they're making money right but and people are pretending that like shit is good and and you're like wait a minute like this is not good like you like you know what i mean like it's not allowed to say it's not good yeah yeah because but here's the thing though like uh, some of those books or some of those writers like when you look at their work, it has a sheen of being like something worth your time. Where like, obviously one of the main things is it's being released through one of this sort of bigger publishing houses, right? Or it's being released into the movie theaters by a studio, right? So that's already one sort of level for 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 most people like it's already passed the sniff test based on that because it has a stamp of approval from a a, a source that people consider as uh legitimate right like oh motherfuckers with money behind it is putting it out so that's already in people's mind that's already checks in one box right yeah you know that's that's quick side note you Mm. know someone who hated god's leftovers Mm. put it under the self-published tab tag mm. on uh goodreads mm. and i was like this ain't self-published but it's because press. It's small press he probably yeah, just small press. Couldn't, you know but 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 we live in a time where like actually all the good shit is small press all this good shit is indie yeah. self-published and small press like that stigma has changed like you know it's what i'm changed. saying like, uh, i used to not want to yeah self-publishing but i was like i don't want people to look down on me and be like you're not official you're not legit you know, when people meet me, sometimes they're like, oh, so your books are self-published, right? Okay, and I'm like, right. But like, we live, to mean, but we live in a no. post, we live in a post Stephanie Meyer era. Like, yeah, like, yeah. She, all that shit was fan fiction, like dog, like and they just, really she was bad. making mad money. And then they was like, all right, well, we got to, the publishers was like, we need to get in, in this money. And then that day, yeah. it's like, come on, man. Like at the end of the day, all that matters is, is, is how, is if you're making some shit and people are reading it, like, or yeah. people are watching it or whatever, that really is the only thing that matters. Like the old gatekeepers are really like, they're irrelevant. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're relevant in the fact that like they have money right like usually (laughs) like they're they're relevant in the idea that they have like a marketing budget like that typically you wouldn't have uh and they have you know they already have the system you know they have a system of 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 uh, that 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 the average person doesn't have access to in order to put out something right you know on a mass scale right but we even saw when that shit came out about like penguin and like how many books they actually sold and like you know what i'm saying so it's really smoke and mirrors like you know what I'm saying? A lot of the shit is smoke and mirrors. It's just the perception really? of a lot of shit is in people's minds is if it's coming from a designated establishment, right? Then that means it's already something of merit, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it, like I said, it passes that first check. And then it had, then there's other aspects of it, right? Where it's like it, it has a certain kind of cover, 
or yeah. it has a certain kind of poster herb on there or right. or it's edited by somebody who's editing yeah. something else like like you know what i'm saying or 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 it's the director of this or the actor yeah. of that like it has certain pieces so it's again it starts checking boxes in the minds of the audiences already it's like well it's got to be good because it has academy award-winning director academy award-winning cinematographer academy Award-winning, you know what i mean and then and then like you watch it and you're like it has all of the 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 sort of it signals to you that it's something that is of a certain quality but it's 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 a trick it's a magic trick you know what i'm saying it's a magic trick like the emperor's wearing no clothes you know what i'm saying like that's what a lot of this shit is like a lot of this shit that's that gets mass marketing promotion like most of it is like smoke and mirrors every now and then every now and then there are there is some there's some real shit you like oh like this is some this is some like some some fentanyl like holy shit like 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 this is real like this will kill you (laughs) like like it's because it's that pure uh uh, it's dangerous like but how how often is that like you know what i'm saying like it's mostly most of the releases aren't that they just have all of the trappings of being that because we're in the business of making money and everything needs to be marketed like it's the 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 real pure uncut fucking colombian coke you know what i mean when it's really stepped on baby powder like it's you know to use more drug references there's really some bullshit right like and that's most of this shit is watered down bullshit um so yeah that's a good note because i always like to end on a positive note (laughs) to end the episode uh all this shit is watered down Listen to uh, um, Neutral Aberration Society so we can point you in the direction of the good shit. If you want the good dope, you know, if you want the good dope, come to me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but uh, thanks. Thanks. As always, Grant, thanks for coming on, man. Um, read, read all of Grant's books. Buy God's Leftovers buy fucking uh your short story collection that's coming out that i don't remember yeah, the name of sometime this year the home sometime of the world and other stories yeah yes 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 definitely definitely buy that buy black gypsies um uh buy the sequel black blacker gypsies <laughs> yeah black project blacker gypsies. <laughs> um and yeah as always uh uh i don't know how to um oh yeah before I before I give my standard, I don't know how to end a podcast outro. Uh, subscribe to the patron um, to hear uh, extra episodes. I try to I try to I've, I've I've developed the system where if I if I rec- if I release an episode every week, then it'll be two episodes that are behind the paywall and two episodes that are not. So if you want two extra episodes, uh, subscribe to the patron. Um, again, this is season two. Why is it season two? Because I decided it's season two. I think this is like episode 32. But like, you know, maybe season two will be like 10 episodes and then I'll switch to season three. I don't know. But see, that's the thing about like when you're just creating shit, you just kind of create um, and make whatever the fuck you want. So yeah, uh, that's it. Um, as always, I don't know how to end shit. So it's over. I ain't been up on the block in a minute. <laughs> I been missing out the walk with the mint. Uh, uh, I been building up the blocks like a me. Uh, uh, Elliot got water dripping out the city. Uh.
Uh, oh my god, uh, boy, he got it glide. Uh, oh my god, uh, boy, that boy on top. Uh, sip and walk, uh, make my heart stop. Uh, what? Adi ho, uh, yeah, my love, my thought.